we are the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. Yeah, that is great. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my partner in crime here, Jibron Curtis. What's going on, Jibs? How you guys doing? You guys ready for our first live episode? Yes, this, as Jib says, this is our very first live episode, so there might be some uh, technical difficulties during the show, so hopefully hopefully, most of it we can get on just in one try here. So since it's our first show, we figured it'd be great to just kind of recap over the NFL offseason and some of the big fa- fa- uh, fantasy uh, impacts that are going to affect us for the 2019 season. Um, so we'll start with the big ones. Um, you know, Odell Beckham getting traded to Cleveland. Um, great move for Cleveland. They, you know, they gave up a first, third, and you know, Darrell Peppers for him. Uh, Jibs, what are you thinking about this trade? Uh, I definitely love it for both parties. Um, Cleveland Browns, they get a dynamic receiver to pair with their dynamic weapons they had last year. Um, Odell Beckham kind of needed to get out of New York. Uh, I think like he was trying to force his way out. He got his way. He got his money too, and um, kind of sucks that he couldn't like. See it out with Big Blue, but uh, I'm looking forward to picking him in the, I guess, second round in the round one. As a lot of people, it seems like his ADP is going in the first, second round or so. Um, yeah, and he, he's a great player. Um, I think he's, you know, it's going to help him out for sure over Eli Manning's, uh, you know, dead arm. Baker Mayfield is nice and young. I think those two will help each other out. I'll definitely take some coverage off Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway. Maybe open up the field for uh, David and Joku, and definitely give up. The, uh, you know, definitely help the run game out too. Um, I think Nick Chubb will have a great season this year, especially if they want to keep running the, spreading the ball around. Um, I think I don't know if it helps him personally in having huge impact, but it does help open up the field for others. So, and next on our list, we have Antonio Brown getting traded to the Raiders um, for a third and fifth round pick. Um, this trade was okay for me. Personally, um, it's definitely a downgrade for Odell. It definitely hurts Big Ben in the Steelers' offense. Uh, you know, it definitely is going to give a boost to David uh, Derek Carr because um, he's going to have a fantastic receiver, and uh, you know, and he's just he's just going to have a better season now. I think with uh, Antonio Brown there, Antonio Brown, I don't think he's going to be a top five receiver this year. Unfortunately, uh, it's definitely a different offense. But what do you think, Jibs? Uh, I definitely disagree with you. I believe Antonio Brown would be a top five receiver. Like he's been a top three, top one the last couple of years. I, even the new change of scenery, I don't think that will like impact it. There's so many targets that are available between him and Tyrell Williams. Um, you saw the offense last year; it was pretty abysmal. But like, I believe uh, Antonio Brown will get his numbers. He got his money, and he's going to produce for us. It might be even like a nice little steal getting them like at the end of the second, uh, yeah, at the end of the second round, mid second round. Well, personally, I'm gonna stay clear of him this off season. I think that I can find a better receiver or go with a running back over him in the second or third round. So, and next on the list, we have Le'Veon Bell heading to the New York Jets. No, that's their big free agent acquisition. Le'Veon Bell finally getting paid what he's been dying for over the last two seasons to be a top paid receiver. Um, for me, uh, again, I don't like this one. Another one. Um, f- you know, I know who the coach is now in New York. Adam Gase. Uh, he used to be, you know, my favorite team's coach, the Dolphins. And he just doesn't. If the running, if any player doesn't see his eyes, he just 
dog's house them. So he did that to Kenyon Drake last year. Kenyon Drake should have probably gotten a lot of touches last year, and he didn't because of you know he didn't. Adam Gase didn't like him. And I think, you know, with Le'Veon Bell's personality, it's just going to be the same thing. Uh, I mean, he'll be a nice player. Don't get me wrong. He's not, I don't, but I, don't, I think he's going to go higher than a lot of people assume based off his, you know, prior years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I definitely could agree with you on that standpoint. Um, the name value kind of just, like, increases his value and gets him up there in the top couple picks of the first round. Not, not top couple picks, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he gets picked in the early portions of the draft um the move is necessary like uh the money may not mesh with what the jets want to do they probably could have got two or three running backs for what 14 million they paid Le'Veon bell but at the end of the day like sam darnold has like a like weapon in the backfield just to dump off you saw what he did with big big ben and um i think that would be a good person a good player to have on the field for a year two with Sam Donald. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Jets. I think they're going to be doing uh, some big things this year. Um, we'll see like how the running situation goes and how he divvies up the carries. Like I know he's a committee guy, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to having some shares of Le'Veon Bell on my team this year. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Uh, fourth on our list here is Mark Ingram heading to the Ravens. Jibs, uh, I'll let you take this one. Uh... It's all right. Like he definitely got into a good situation. That like a good team that knows how to like wants to run the ball has a definitely good offensive line. The tight ends who block like exceptionally well. Um, I think having Lamar Jackson at the helm of the quarterback will allow more spacing for Mark Ingram to operate with their RPOs and their gadget plays, their option plays. So uh, I think it's definitely going to help Mark Ingram out. I definitely do see uh, somewhat of a timeshare, but he's definitely going to have like his. He's definitely going to get his carries, and he's definitely a good like value pick for a running back if you're trying to do like a, like a, a zero RB strategy. You get him like late around like the 50th picks, and um, he's a good running back to start off. Like if you want to do like kind of that kind of strategy. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I was definitely a lot hot on him when they first signed him. But you know, I've pulled off a little bit recently. You know, with the you know with, when they drafted Justin Hill, uh, the rookie, um, I think he might be a big part of this offense and maybe eventually take over as a starter. Um, totally agree. But you know, if you're going with that, you know, you know zero RBs to begin the game, uh, the draft. Um, I think it's a great opportunity, honestly, to get him. You know, have him start for you early. You know, he might not he might not make it to the end of the season as a starter, but you know, he definitely contribute early. I think. To, so far, so. It's a solid like, RB, too. Exactly. Uh, so next on the list, we got Golden Tate. Um, Giants figured, you know, getting rid of Odell, you know, replacing with Golden Tate. Same thing. But it's not. Um, you know, Golden Tate's a great receiver, and he's been great over the last three or four years now when he was with Detroit and personally with Philly. Um, but, again, he's, you know, a possession guy. He's a slot receiver. He's not going to be the guy that goes up and get the big ball like Odell was, you know. Um, for me, he might have some. He might. He's gonna have fantasy value. Someone is in in New York's gonna have fantasy value. Maybe that person just Evan Ingram. But you know, there's a chance of him having some kind of you know fantasy value as like a safety nut to Eli or Daniel Jones, whoever decides to play the whole season. So he's got some value to him. So. Yeah, I didn't really like the signing at first because you obviously have Sterling Shepard who 
did play like majority of his stuff, his snaps in the slot. Now you have two slot receivers, so that means one person has to actually play outside. Um, as you said, like Golden Tate, like he is get, getting up there in age, so like I don't really see him playing outside that much. So I kind of want to peg him as as a slot receiver. So I, I think like they're probably both similar players. I definitely will give the edge to Sterling Shepard because he definitely he has the chemistry with Eli Manning. But like he's definitely like a nice like wide receiver three if you want to like dabble on with that. But like as you said, like you know you don't know like how the Giants offense is gonna play like a, they're gonna play like last year or would Daniel Jones becoming the starter increase their value or would they just make the value stagnant because he's having his rookie woes. Uh, I gotta understand what you're saying. So we next on the list we have Nick Foles um, signed a great big contract for the last. For the next four years for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, for fantasy, um, it's not real impactful. He's not going to be a quarterback you're going to draft. You know, he's maybe in a two-quarterback league or something like that. But he's not going to be a quarterback you get in a one-quarterback league. You know, his receiving core is mediocre at best. Um, and he's never been a you know, top fantasy quarterback over the time frame of his career. You know, he's been a great NFL quarterback, you know, with multiple historic runs. But fantasy, I don't see much out of this. So, Well, the only thing I could disagree with you on that is that it does have a fantasy impact because before, like, the only, like, Jaguar player you could touch was Leonard Fournette and maybe whoever, whoever was running back that week if he was hurt, suspended, or whatnot. But now it kind of increases that because now they have a competent offense that can drive down the field, get more touchdowns potentially. It makes the receivers somewhat relevant. I don't know if you want to draft one, maybe in deeper leagues, but I definitely could see like D.D. Westbrook or one of those guys down there like having maybe a great year. You just never know. You never know. Like uh, Nick Foles did a good job in Philadelphia. Like you said, he doesn't like really translate into fantasy points, but he does know how to play the position, and he will be worth every dollar that the Jaguars paid him. Guess we'll have to find out about that one. Uh, next on the list, we have um, the old man Adrian Peterson heading back to Washington on a nice two-year deal. Um, in Washington right now, they're they're a mess. Um, they're going to probably most likely either have Case Keenum or their rookie quarterback playing under center this year. Um, and you know, AP is going back to a crowded backfield. You know, um, Darius Geis coming off injury. Um, they, got, they just drafted Bryce Love uh, out of Stanford. There's not anyone I, I can see out of this group really standing out. Like, it it really all depends. It seems like, you know, with the signing of AP and the drafting of Bryce Love, Darius Geis is, doesn't seem to be as healthy. So maybe that gives him AP the opportunity to maybe get in there at some point during the season, have a couple good games. But I don't see him as any more as a late-round flyer to me. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, like, during the preseason and the offseason before, like, training cap starts. Or during training cap, actually, too, when the you get, like, the nice little hype reviews from the coaches. Like, oh, I think he, like, Chris Godwin, they said that he could get uh, 100 targets this year, catch 100 mm-hmm. balls. I love well, Chris I don't know if you heard uh, AP saying, like, he thinks he could get 2,000 yards <laughs> rushing. Or, yeah, I don't know what world we're in. I did read that. He uh, may could do that in three-year span. <laughs> definitely not this year. I definitely see, like, a nice little split between uh, – the backfield with him and Geis. Um, maybe if one person doesn't hold up or get 
they definitely have like injury woes as you can see last year maybe someone gets hurt but I definitely do see a rotation don't forget Chris Thompson's also in the backfield as well so he'll be back this year it's you pick your poison like I, I probably will just get like a low maybe like a low upside person like maybe Chris Thompson to play around because you know he's going to do catch the ball especially in PPR leagues but good for Adrian Peterson he definitely deserves to get that next run try to break some more uh, NFL rushing records or something like that but definitely not for me Hmm. absolutely Um, so next on the list we have Tevin Coleman going back to his old offensive corner Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco Uh, personally Jibs you know I thought I liked this one at first but what are you thinking about this one oh my god I hate it I, I absolutely hate it there's that that backfield is crazy. It's too, too crowded. Like I, I think they'll like all, like Kyle Shanahan. Like I think he's like so such a genius that like he'll definitely play all of the running backs. So I, I, I can't really trust that. Like week to week, maybe like if you do find like the established guy throughout the season, you could like plug and play. I think it could be Tevin Coleman because like he knows the offensive system. But then you also got to wonder about like Matt Breida or Jared McKinnon. You just never know. Like the offense is like potentially be good, but like you just can't play roulette like week to week with these uh, running backs, especially when you know when you need like points from that RB two's position or your flex. Absolutely, and when draft season comes around, uh, we might have a clearer picture then. Um, to be honest, I think Tevin Coleman could be a, you know a solid player come draft time. Um, again, he's in a crowded backfield, like you said, Jibs. But Jeremy Cannon injured, be prone. Um, who's the other guy you just said? I can't think Matt of his name. Rita. Matt Breida, injury prone. All the running backs right now have injuries. Who doesn't have an injury? Tevin Coleman. So Tevin Coleman could definitely be a sneaky pick late in your draft in the you know sixth or seventh round you go and get, and he could be a surprise for you this season. So. Hey, definitely could end up being like a nice little lottery ticket. Never Absolutely. know. Uh, so the next one I'll let you go start with first. Um, Sean Jackson returning back to the Eagles again. I know this is your hometown team, Jib, so tell us about how you're feeling about this. Oh, I definitely love it. Um, like, last year, we, I felt like we definitely were missing something. We didn't have that the field structure, the burner down there to open up and to take coverage. Um, like, we had that with, like, Mike Wallace, but, like, I guess that didn't really work out. So now we do have that option to, like, space out the field, give more room for Alshon Jeffrey. You already know Zach Ertz operates in the middle. Like, it's a lot of gadgets for... Carson Wentz to play with, and I, I can't like expect big things to Deshaun Jackson. You know, he's usually that boomer bust player. Like he'll get you like a long touchdown, maybe five catches, and have a great game. But like you just can't pinpoint it. But who knows? Like maybe he'll get some nice like chemistry with Carson Wentz, and he could be like a wide receiver two at the, like the most. But like definitely boomer bust wide receiver three, good for like best ball and stuff like that as well. No, I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, again, he's a bit, he's a boom or bust player every week in your lineup. Um, you're not gonna uh, hopefully you don't draft him until at least the double digits. But again, he's gonna have weeks where you're probably gonna bench him. He's gonna go off, and there's gonna be weeks where you start him, and he's gonna do give you a dud. Um, it's you know it's just a roulette when it comes to Sean Jackson, who you're gonna get every week. Um, especially with Car, but I think with Carson Wentz, you might see a little bit more consistency than he had in Tampa the last couple of years with. You know, Jameis and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, just throwing the ball over the place. So, you know, it's a possibility that John Jackson has a, a decent season back in New York, and back in Philly. 
So next on the list here, we have Terrell Williams heading to the Raiders to join Antonio Brown and the gang teaming up with uh, Jay Gruden. Or Jay, oh, my God. John Gruden. John Gruden. God, I couldn't think of his name today. God. All you got to do is look at the website. Is Gruden gone yet? Uh, well, Terrell Williams is sitting back the the Raiders, and again, he's going to be the Terrell, Terrell Williams he was with the Chargers. Deep guy, have great games sometimes from here and there, but he will never be a consistent receiver. He's going to put up, you know, twelve hundred yards. He's going to have like eight hundred yards a season, and a couple touchdowns. Um, nothing more than that to me. All right, and coming at number eleventh on our list is Jamison Crowder heading to the Jets on a nice three-year deal. Uh, I love this p- p- pick. Uh, this pickup, to be honest, for fantasy, um, I think he's going to be a nice safety blank for Sam Donald. Um, Jameson Crowder is, is a solid slot receiver, and you know, last season, no matter if it was Quincy Anuwa or if it was you know Jermaine Jermaine Kears who was in the slot role at some point, uh, it always seemed to be very successful for the slot. And Jameson Crowder thrives in the slot role, and I can see him going back to his 2016 numbers where he had you know. 88 receptions or so. I think he can get back to that this season. Have a great, great year. I think he could be a solid wide receiver three flex option for you week in and week out. Um, what do you think, Chips? This is actually one I actually uh, I tend to agree with you on. There. Every point you made is actually very solid and true. Um, with that said, uh, I think we well, should move on to John Brown and Cole Beasley going to Buffalo. Um, I, I like the moves. It's, it's the same thing as like Jameson Crowder going to the Jets. It's giving their new young quarterback some weapons to operate with. Um, Josh Allen was like almost like a one-man show last year, running the ball, throwing the ball deep, doing this all, doing all this stuff with like limited options in the offense. Now he has two somewhat reliable veteran receivers to work with. He got the speedster in Brown, and he got Cole Beasley. You know how reliable he was for Dak Prescott whenever they needed to throw the ball to him. How do you feel about it? Um, to me, it's, it's it's not players I'll be drafting. Possibly John Brown, late round. Um, you know, Unless I see a big development in Josh Allen's throwing ability. You know, He has a deep ball, don't get me wrong. And John, John Brown's going to have his a game to where he's going to have like, you know, three catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to have them on my team more than likely. Uh, they're going to just be flyers for me if I find them on the waivers during the season. So, oh, yes, definitely waiver wire pickups or you're playing like a super deep league. Uh, they could be some viable options for you. And then next on our list here, we have Devin Funches. Uh, Devin Funches, if you guys remember, he was with the Panthers and signed with the Colts this offseason. Uh, I, th- I, did, I did like this pick when it first happened back in March. And then over the last couple of months, especially with the pickup of Paris Campbell, you know Jack Doyle getting healthy, him and Ebron. Um, he's going to be a touchdown bust kind of guy. I don't think he's going to be the guy who puts up you know f- four or five receptions for like 80, 90 yards a game. Uh, he's going to be the guy who puts up two catches with 40 yards and a touchdown most weeks. And I think touchdowns are going to be his key to success in fantasy, which it's really possible that happens for him. Um, he's still young. He still has time. Hopefully he can get a grip with the offense and kind of have a connection with Andrew Luck. Um, he's, to me, a middle-of-the-pack kind of guy. You know, Again, you're definitely going to draft him, but he's, it's going to be someone late. So, 
Yeah, I, I actually agree. I did like it at first. He's a big, he's a big boy. He could be like a nice red zone threat for the Colts. But like with Paris Campbell coming into the mix and um, the draft capital they used to get him, I believe that he has a more clear-cut role as a number two receiver on this offense. Um, a little side note though, like. I feel like the Colts is kind of becoming like the Patriots in like the, the middle of the U.S. Like they have a whole offensive unit, but they have so many pieces. It, it might be hard. Like I know T.Y. is going to get his. Um, Marlon Mack is going to get his in the rushing game. Hopefully he stays healthy. But like there is a bunch of people. Like you said, you have Jack Doyle, you have Eric Ebron. So there's a lot of mouths to feed, but I feel very confident that Andrew Luck can feed everybody. Oh, and Andrew Luck's going. I think personally, Andrew Luck's going to be a beast this season. You know, I projected him for at least have 45 touchdowns. I think. I think he has capability of getting back to that tier he once was before that shoulder injury. And you know, Devin Funches could benefit from that this season. So. Oh yes, definitely. Like Andrew Luck is my uh, number two quarterback this year. So going off it through the head. Oh, absolutely. So next on the list, we have Adam Humphrey heading to Tennessee. You know, Adam Humphrey had himself a little breakout year last year, you know, with 800 yards and a couple touchdowns. No. Uh, and now he has the Tennessee where he's going to go help out Marcus Mariota and try to duplicate that same success. Um, I personally don't think he's going to do that. Uh, just because I think the Titans are looking to make a, this team a running team and not a passing team. They were bottom five last year in passing yards Marcus Mariota can't seem to stay healthy and especially with Corey Davis eating up a lot of targets and AJ Brown just joining them and Delaney Walker coming back I don't see Adam Humphrey having as much success as everyone you know uh, might say out there yeah I totally agree with you that's the same feel as uh, Devin Funch is going to the Colts like he did perform exceptionally well last year which is like a target hog for um, Jameis and I guess uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, but yeah, there there is younger, more uh, younger, better receivers that Tennessee has. But like you can't really just trust like a op- uh, offense that runs the ball as they do and then throws less as they do. Like it's maybe hard for you to kind of guarantee like any success of picking him but like he is like a deeper league flyer pick you could pick him up if you want absolutely and especially if it's ppr i mean he does have some relevance when it comes to that but you know if you're looking at receivers in tennessee Corey davis might be the only one you really want to grab if anything mm-hmm. so uh next on the list we have dante moncrief heading to the steelers which this could be big for him um, you know, and we explained when we talked earlier. Antonio Brown is gone, and someone needs to eat those hundred and sixty some targets that Antonio Brown accumulated last season. You know, and Juju will have his still, and everyone thinks Juju's going to get the big bomb. Juju was already great last season, um, and I think Dante Moncrief is the veteran on the team with James Washington and the rookie that the Steelers drafted. I think they're going to. They're going to go with, you know, a veteran, I think, presence to go with this young receiving core. And I think Dante Moncrief could have a successful season this year and possibly a sneaky, you know, breakout season for him. Oh, yeah. Um, The number two uh, wide receivers on the Steelers' offense has definitely done very well, I would say, like, the last four to five years, whether it was Juju, um, say, Martavis Bryant, and all those guys. It's just... uh, 
it's definitely gonna be a good opportunity whether it's him or James Washington. Like I, the Steelers did have like kind of trust issues with James Washington last year, so maybe he does kind of garner some respect and he gets on the field. But either James Washington or Dante Moncrief have like a nice little uh, way to gain fantasy relevance. They should be considered during the late rounds if you want to pick up a nice sneaky wide receiver that you could just like have some tremendous upside. Absolutely. Absolutely. So next on our list here, we have Latavius Murray heading to the Saints to fill the void of Mark Ingram leading. I'll let you take this one first, Jibs. Uh, I do like the pick. Uh, he does have a similar, like, mold. He's a bigger back. You don't have to, like, smash Kamara into the goal line every week. He will get hurt eventually, but uh, I don't really see it. Um, Latavius Murray, like, he could be, like, a sneaky, like, he's, like, one of those lottery ticket type players in the draft. You just pick him late round, something happens, boom, you have an automatic, surefire, locked and loaded RB1 for how many no, how many weeks. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a good fit for the Saints. They do have a explosive offense. I do see him getting touchdowns. He may be touchdown dependent, but, hey, like, what else can you ask for picking someone that late in the draft? Oh man, I I mean I love Latavius Murray this season. Uh, I think he's a bit. I think everyone's undervaluing his ability on this team. You know, Mark Ingram was there last year, and over the last two seasons, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara had fantasy relevance on a consistent basis. That you could start either one of them as an RB one or RB two, um, week in and week out. You know, Mark Ingram was averaging about 13 touches a game and a half a touchdown. Um, you throw Latavius Murray in there, less tra- trail in this. Track on his tires, younger a little bit. Um, you know, I think he can have that same success. And if you can snag him in the eighth round, you know, you have a possible, a possible, you know, fill in flex option week in and week out. So yeah, and you also want to think about it this way. Um, like we will say, like Mark Ingram and um, Alvin Kamara, like you, you will spend an early round pick on Alvin Kamara, and then I, I believe like Mark Ingram was going round four last year, round four, round five, and then like. The same range the year before that. And he was suspended, too, the last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he was suspended. So, like, you're going to get great value just thinking, like, you're going to get Latavius Murray four rounds later after you kind of had your team settle down, like the starters are there. You got your, um, hopefully you got your tight end, maybe your quarterback, maybe you can wait on your quarterback, but still, like, you're getting exceptional value for a hot, like a good, great player if something will happen to Kamara in a later round. Oh, absolutely. So we got next on the list, uh, Randall Cobb signed with the Cowboys. This happened a little bit later in the offseason. Um, for me, I don't see any fantasy relevance. Um, I don't think I don't think Randall Cobb's going to give you the play that you're going to want to throw him in your lineup at all, really, during the season. Maybe during a crazy bye week, but or late rounds, obviously, like, like a 16, 14-man leagues. But I, I don't really see much relevance in this guy here. I think it's good for the Cowboys. They do have like a de- another dependable wide receiver to help out Dak Prescott progressing to be a great quarterback. But like the fantasy implications of it does not really like make me happy or doesn't mean anything to me. So like, like you said, like he could be a flyer pick late round if you really like the Cowboys and you think they have a potentially good offensive season. But other than that, no, I'm kind of staying away from that. Couldn't agree more with you, Jibs. 
Um, and I'll let you take this one again. Um, Jordan Howard traded to your Eagles now. Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you run with this. Uh, like yeah, like I said before, it's it's good for the team itself. Like we do like to deploy a, uh, a running back by committee. Uh, I think it's going to be a great thing for um, him to teach Miles Sanders the little early ropes of being in what a running back in the NFL should do. And I think he's going to mold him into a great player. I do see uh, Miles Sanders actually taking the job later in the season. So, like, what you're spending on Jordan Howard, you just have to, like, bake in a little bit of uh, doubt that he will eventually, like, have his role reduced. But other than that, I think it's good for both parties. And I love Miles Sanders this year coming into the league. I think he's going to be great for the Eagles. And I think this. I don't think Jordan Howard's going to keep in the league much longer. Personally, um, he's just he doesn't have the ability to catch. Um, he you know he's decent. He's great. He's you no know, he's decent on first and second downs. But you know they're bringing in Miles Sanders. They drafted high. I think he's going to take over very shortly if the, when the season starts. And you know, I know they like to have a running back back committee, but I think I think they made that trade not knowing that they could get Miles Sanders so early in the draft. Very true, very true. All right. Uh, next one, we just have a couple of retirements this season. You know, some good players we're just going to throw by real quick. Uh, Gronk just, you know, Gronk retired this offseason. You know, hated Gronk as a, as a fan, but, you know, I got to love him as a fantasy player. You know, he was a revolutionized the tight end position, made it great, was the number one tight end over the, like, a five or six-year span. Undeniable talent. Oh, following that news, also, um, Doug Baldwin's uh, retiring it's pretty soon. Um, I am sad for him that his career got ended short, but I'm happy as a fantasy player because it's one less early round pick to waste. I don't know how many picks I wasted the last two or three years picking him, and he gets hurt, and coming back, but gets hurt. But, yeah, like I said, I feel bad. Doug Baldwin was a great player for Seahawks Nation. Um it just sucks. Like, those injuries just kind of all added up. Now he's doing his, doing different things on Sundays. Absolutely. Uh, so next we have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine these next two because I don't think we're going to hear much more about them. Uh, Darrell Inman and Demaryius Thomas both signing with the Patriots. Um, for me, you know, Demaryius Thomas, I don't think Demaryius Thomas is making, making it through training camp. He's coming off an Atelier's care. Um, I doubt he's going to recover or have any value for us this season as you know, fantasy t- owners. Uh, uh, Inman might actually, I think Inman could have the sneaky value to him. Uh, again, there's not many people there in, in Patriots land now besides Edelman and, you know, James White. Um, someone else has to catch the ball, and I don't think they have the receivers at the time, moment that are experienced enough to really help out Tom Brady. I think they do have relevance. It's just that you don't know like how relevant they are going to be. Like the the Patriots, their offensive scheme, as everyone knows, gets them Super Bowls year after year, and you just never know where the the, the touches are going to come from. You know, like like you said, James White will get his in the backfield. They're going to run it with Sony or uh, I guess Damian Harris, whatever they want to deploy, and then like Julian Edelman's going to get his like nine. We'll say like nine targets, seven to nine targets a week. So like there, there is a void for targets to be acquired. Like Nikhil Harry might take those. Um, 
You still got to remember about Josh Gordon. Like, if he ever comes back. So, like, they, they might have relevance. You just never know when they're going to be relevant. Hmm. Again, I'm going to stay away from both of them until, you know, maybe the draft season comes around. Oh, so. of course. Uh, next, we have um, Spencer Ware signing with the Colts. Um, you know, he might not even make the team. Um, it's possible he gets in there as a possible third running back in case Mac gets hurt. He does have the history and experience to stay there, possibly, but to me, no real fantasy relevance. Uh, I will disagree with you on this one. Like, what? Um, Mac. Max a good player. He does get hurt quite often. Um, Naheem Himes is more of a, the, the the pass catching running back, and then you have Jordan Wilkins, like he, they had who had fumbling issues last year too. So it could be an easier path to becoming a starter, I think. Spencer Ware has been a very uh, solid veteran running back. Like he does work. He he's had produced on fantasy points uh, given that he was playing for Kansas City but uh, I think like if Marlon Mack gets hurt he's a great emergency plan to plug in and not fumble the ball and do the right thing in the explosive offense again I hear it'll be somebody that's on waiver wires a week when that happens if hap- if it happens so next we got Miami trading for jo- uh, Josh Rosen you know as a Dolphins fan it's a great trade um, he may or may not be the future of Miami. Who knows? Uh, I think his value had dropped over the year from a poor Arizona team of last season. But again, there's still speculation who's starting in Miami. Um, I think, if anything, it it will hurt the receiving core in Miami, especially because Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to just air the ball out. So, as you know, as fantasy relevance, Josh Rosen really doesn't have any. Especially for this season. Oh, it doesn't have anything. Um, you never know. Like he could be like a dynasty lottery ticket if everything works out. But like everything working out, it's definitely like a slim possibility. But uh, I like I like the move from like an NFL perspective. They Arizona Cardinals were steadfast in trying to get a number one pick, around one pick for them, and the Dolphins ended up giving them a late second round pick. So like that is basically almost like a pick and a half. Great out. trade. So it's a great trade. Um, like we, Vegas and like the industry kind of thinks that uh, Miami's gonna have a crappy record this year. So you won't if with crappy records. Like sure you're gonna have games where you have to just air it out, but I don't think like they're gonna be having that much fantasy success every given week. No, definitely. Um, and the next three here are kind of just throw together because I think neither of these people have any real relevance. T.J. Yeldon signs with Buffalo. Doug Martin re-signs with the Raiders after Isaiah Correll had signed with them and then went on IR. <laughs> uh, his career is likely over. And Chris Hogan to the Panthers. Um, Jib, do you have anything to say about any of these players, really? Uh, I will go with uh, Isaiah Correll and Doug Martin. And my two words for that is Josh Jacobs. Don't worry about these guys. Just focus on Josh Jacobs. Um, Chris Hogan to the Panthers is... Uh, I kind of like it because I guess with Cam having the, sh- the shoulder surgery, like he might not want to like throw downfield as much as he did in the past. Like That's you what saw what Curtis Samuel for. <laughs> you do have Curtis Samuel for that, but also that um, he, he's definitely a reliable receiver. He has sure hands. They 
Cam Newton might just throw mid to intermediate routes and uh, I mean passes because like Andrew Luck had the surgery and he did not rip it downfield for quite a while until I guess like he got really comfortable with it. So other than that, it, these are kind of like mediocre signings and whatnot. But you do need to support the team out because the NFL season is very rough and people do get hurt. Exactly. Um, and then the last one on the list for the night, uh, C.J. Anderson to the Lions. Hate this signing. Um, I'm a big Carryon Johnson fan. I want to see Carryon Johnson get the touches. And I know from himself and the coaches saying that he's not going to get all the touches. Uh, I'm assuming that means C.J. Anderson's going to get some kind of carries this season. Um, but, you know, if Carryon were to go down again, I think C.J. Anderson could have a Solid year this year. He's still relatively young. Doesn't have the tread on his tires as much. Um, but again, he's more of a handcuff for this season. Maybe he's someone you pick up late season if something happens to carry on. I totally agree. I'm kind of sad that his run in L.A. is over. But other than that, he will be a good like insurance policy for uh, carry on Johnson. Like, he is a serviceable running back. You saw what he did like the last month of fantasy, pretty much guiding teams to the playoffs and championships. Definitely lost a couple of championships because of this guy. Like, who would have known? Dude, that's, you just don't know. But that's all we have for today's show. Um, I want to thank you all for listening after this is done recording. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to hopefully have more, some more coming off this offseason. And, and up until the season starts, you know, we're going to have some uh, rankings and some breakdown of teams and hopefully a couple mock drafts before the season starts. So again, you can said you can follow us our podcast at Out Scouts Fantasy, and you can follow me at, at Pintado Steven and Jibs. Uh, you can follow me at Hot Take Contro on Twitter. Yes, please follow all of us. So we appreciate all the f- feedback if you have any for us. Um, thank you guys, and you guys have a great afternoon. Now, peace out.